Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Mr. Rob is on my right-hand shoulder and our fabulous producer doing a wonderful job, ready to answer those phones. He hasn't done anything yet. Uh, Well, no, he's ready. You pushed the button. He's prepared. He's uh, boned up on the topics. He's ready to go. I started the delay. Oh, did you? Okay, very good. There you go. Stand correct. Uh, if uh, you start to talk about loving President Trump again, he'll be ready to Cut yell. me right off. Well, no, he'll be yell- ready to yell at the glass anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> or I'm not sure which side of the aisle he yells at. Probably yells at me more often. But uh, no, Mark, you're wrong. But anyway, he's he's fabulous in every way. So we're super grateful for that. So uh, thank you, Rob. And listeners, please. Give us a buzz today. We thank you so much for being there. It is on the markets at Open Phones Day, or nearly Open Phones Day, so we invite you to call in. We always say nearly Open Phones, and now because some of our local zealots will use it as an opportunity to proselytize or prophesize, and so that's not really part. We talk about issues of the day, about which things there are two arguments, both sides of an issue, which is why Joe has Fox funnels on, and as he has appropriately turned out, I got my MSNBC funnel in one ear, and CNN, CNN and the other. Yeah, I like stereo. It's amazing what comes out of your mouth sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture of the two. And according to the latest ratings, turns out that I am Chris Cuomo's viewer. <laughs> I'm I'm the viewer. Oh, you're the one person who was watching yes. Chris Cuomo. It says the ratings are low. How about low. Don Lemon? That idiot did something stupid uh, too. Oh, yeah, I know. Announced his show at the the end of Don Lemon uh, tonight with Don Lemon or oh. something, and then. The next day, when the media was all a buzz, all he was saying is then changed the name of the show. Oh, to Don and Lemon his rating, Live. And his ratings went down like 70%. <laughs> and they, they were terrible to begin with. Okay. So I'm the CNN listener. I don't know if anybody's listening or watching Don Lemon. And that's past my bedtime. That starts, it begins at 10 o'clock, right? I believe it does. Okay, yeah, yeah. Chris is kind enough to start at 9 o'clock. And that's when I'm winding down. And, of course, Anderson Cooper still very popular in the latest ratings. But nobody beats out Fox. So they're the go-to for the most viewers around here. Half the country watches them, and the other half watches everything else. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. As for what's uh, in the news headlines today, another mass shooting in... California. California. Okay, yeah, I'm San sorry. Ho- well, San they, they all blend together. 
there. It's like the 50th one this month. I mean, every day. Don't you day. find that a little concerning? That the, is it just we're reporting these more now, or are there actually more of them? Well, there's actually more of them this month. I think as we come out of the pandemic, some folks who are wound up but restrained are cutting loose. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's not good. It's a tough situation. And this is, you know, I, it's often you and I will use a mass shooting opportunity to talk about gun laws. But this isn't a gun law situation. This is extreme mental health sure issue. It is. It's always been that. So, well, As our friend Stan points out, you put a gun in the corner of the room, and unless somebody touches it, it never goes off. But I think, come, let's suppose you want it. Let's suppose next year we didn't want to have any mass shootings. Well, there are some changes in gun laws that would help that. There are some significant changes in mental health laws that would help that. There are some uh, changes, uh, things like red flag laws oh, sure. may help. They would help, sure. If, you know, if we can do that. So, um, so well, I guess that's a gun law. But mental health uh, laws can also change or maybe training. And maybe it's uh, maybe it all comes back to you and I. You know, we still talk at uh, many of these shootings where a neighbor or a friend or a family member would say, you know, X person was isolated, X person was hostile, X person had threatened. Or Well, this shooter in California, uh, one of his neighbors said he lived next to him for some 20 years and never spoke to him. He was a complete loner. 20 years, well. I mean, there probably are some, I think there are mental health signs, but who among us is a doctor uh, qualified to determine whether someone else is mentally ill? We can see behavior that we believe is inconsistent with normality, but that doesn't make us right and the other person wrong. People have been eccentric for years, and they don't necessarily go around murdering people. Well, some people just want to be left alone. You know, they do their work in their workplace, and then when they come home, they don't really want to interact or wave to neighbors or see neighbors or go out to the fence and chit-chat about this or that. So that doesn't necessarily make them criminal. It may make them unpleasant to live <laughs> next to. Wow, well, no, it might be fine. That sounds like a perfect neighbor to me. Does it really? <laughs> see, that's the difference. <laughs> Are you wanna, that kind of neighbor to others? I just to be left alone. Are you that kind of yeah. neighbor well, to others? Well, that's why we have a fence around under your yard. A big tall one so you don't have to look at them, huh? Keep the neighbors on the other side. See, we have no fences in our neighborhood. The big backyards are all wide open. One flows into another. You go from one right to another. Yep. Well, I think that's great for a community, and I think that's wonderful. Northumberland's a little bit different, so you, it's a lot of uh, in-and-out rentals where tenants come and go um, butt up against our property, so uh, fences are a little bit more helpful. Particularly, we got a lot of dogs coming in and out. Particularly, a lot of people have mean dogs, you know, dogs that uh, just bark like crazy when you're out in the yard. So now you have a gun and their neighbor's dog's barking. Are you ever inclined to go over and take your gun and solve that problem? <laughs> I am tempted. Are you really? <laughs> sure. I, no, I'm just kidding. I would never do anything like that. But That's right, because the reason you wouldn't do it is because you're not mentally ill. Right. But, you know, the people who well, have a gun and are either. mentally ill could go next door and decide, well, I'm going to stop this dog from barking or stop the neighbor from having a dog by right. stopping the neighbor. And I don't do this, but I noticed that the postal carrier carries, or one of the male postal carriers that we see in Northumberland carries some sort of a dog spray on their hip, you know, so that if one of these mean dogs gets loose, they have a little bit of protection well, that's there. That's self-defense. I have seen nothing wrong with that. I think a 44 would be better. <laughs> you you no, want to I shoot guess, dogs? No, I guess you're not supposed Boy, to shoot they, dogs. Boy, there is Never a mind. guaranteed prescription to get you off the air. Mark Lawrence advocates Shot shooting the dogs. dog who was attacking him. Uh, we have well, several dogs that reside vicious, in this building. If you have a vicious dog attacking you, are you permitted to shoot the dog under those I circumstances? I believe you are. Okay. You're allowed to defend yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You can't reason with the dog. You can't say, excuse me, Mr. Dog, but I did nothing to you, so please let me alone. I think I, that's, what, that's what we do in Marktopia. We negotiate <laughs> with mean dogs. We negotiate with animals, right? Got a lot of scarred knees. <laughs> so, Mr. Bear, please don't eat me. I'm, I'm not very tasty. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, th- I, I like the bear spray, or, or not bear spray. I'm thinking that that's probably what it is, the dog spray idea, though. That would probably work. Anyway, all right, that but wraps I th- up I think the issue here, though, is still is all the me- way back around health. to mass shooting. Yeah, coming back to it, it's, it's a mental health issue. And I don't know how we solve that problem. I mean, we could say, okay, you can't have a gun if you're mentally ill, but first we have to adjudicate you as being mentally ill. And that requires what they call a 301 hearing or something like that to find out whether or not you're competent. Um, okay. So can you imagine uh, three hundred two? Can you imagine if we all reported each other? I, I believe Mark Lawrence should not be carrying a gun. I think the guy's mentally unstable. All right. Well, okay. so, so who do I report that to, and what do they do about it? Okay. So enforcement and interaction is one component of it. A component of it, and the neighbors are part of that discussion. Maybe gun laws would be another component. But what's the third part? Stan well, often calls in and says, you know, this personal responsibility that we grow up knowing that we don't deliberately hurt other okay. people. Okay. Well, now you had a story. In the news this morning, and I read it on Penn Live as well, about the police officers in Harrisburg defusing a situation where a woman of color was waving a gun and threatening to commit suicide. And they, instead of, um, you know, rushing in and trying to take her down, they talked to her, somebody mm-hmm. who was a, an ex, uh, one of their officers who was well-trained in, uh, what do you call it, not conflict Yeah, we resolution. just used it in the news. Yeah. So there you have an excellent case, but suppose that woman had decided to fire the gun. You mean in the direction of police or right. herself? Or either way, if okay. she had decided to pull the trigger, then, you know, we would be second-guessing the police officers, would we not? But the, well, the question is, she didn't commit, she didn't so. commit a it's crime possible. against other people. She was maybe trying to take her own life, and I thank God they got her the help she needed, and they diffused the situation. But if, unless somebody actually demonstrates that they are a threat to themselves or others, how can society step in and stop them before they commit a crime? I mean, you don't know. You can't predict. What was that movie where they predicted? Rob, you probably know this. My son would. Where they arrested people for crimes they knew they were going to commit in the future. Yeah. Can't remember the name of that. Um, I know. Yeah. Well, it's not top of the mind. But, yeah, that's it. There was a the society knew individuals were going to commit crimes before they did. We don't have that luxury. We don't know that someone's actually going to do something like that. And we can't in this country take away their freedoms because we suspect they might be Mm -hmm. dangerous. So, uh, okay, well, and that that sort of goes to this neighborly, and law enforcement is is, but is I'm one of back our neighbors. To, I'm coming back to your viewpoint. Suppose those other people, how many how many were killed out there? Nine was it? Nine, nine or ten? Now, yeah, another uh, one died. All right, if those nine people all hide guns. How many of the, how many do you think he would have actually shot before others shot him? Well, as low as zero, you know, and up to nine, you just don't know how these well, kind of things. Well, until he pulled the trigger the first time, you wouldn't really know he had a gun or was going to do anything with it. So okay. let's concede that one person might have wound up being wounded or killed, but I would think at that point the others would have stepped in and stopped him. I guarantee you, Joe, that if we were to resolve all known mental health issues, it's not going to end with my cockamamie mandatory carry proposal. Okay, <laughs> That's not going to happen. Probably all right. not. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On my worst day, I always advocate for mandatory open carry for everybody. That way, uh, it's kind of the great equalizer. one 800 And it's not a real solution, folks. It is <laughs> self-labeled cockamamie. one 800 795 
1995. Uh, we are talking about those uh, shootings right at the moment. Uh, there are certainly other things you may wish to discuss, so feel free to give us a buzz. And uh, let's see, what else is in the news? What is President Biden up well, to? He had um, something to say yesterday. Yes, the New York Times uh, today wondered whether or not the woke culture is going to come back and bite the Democrats in the posterior. Mm. There seems to be quite a bit of concern about that. President Biden now has seen the light and agrees with President Trump that there may be something to the Chinese uh, letting this virus escape from the lab in Wuhan. Oh, that's what the president said yesterday. Which means, uh, yeah, and you notice that after de- debunking it the other day, Jen Psaki wasn't at the press conference yesterday mm. or at the news conference, and she left her deputy there to fend uh, off the reporters. <laughs> Well, I kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she's taking a long Memorial Day weekend. one 800 795 Open phones. we got a caller standing by. Good morning, uh, Bobby. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Um, good, good morning, everyone. Uh, yesterday, just before the broadcast ended, uh, uh, you were discussing the uh, states and the governors and the shutdowns you know, over a period of time. And, uh, uh, you know, of course, Pennsylvania being one area and California and, of course, like with the churches and everything come down and that. That's, uh, you know, one one uh, subject I wanted to bring up was uh, uh, what I keep calling the same page in any type of emergency declaration uh, that uh, there should be some type of common ground to... To uh, I'm going to say start uh, either preventative actions or uh, an alternate course. Well, that's what we talked about. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks for calling in today. Really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, I, I just think that there, you know, when the government governor shut down non-essential businesses entirely, that seemed onerous and unfair because there are ways to transact retail transactions safely. You know, on some level, I always use the example of going into one of the large cold hardware stores around here. I'm at one end, and the clerks at the other were the only people there. Tell me that's dangerous. Okay, so that's the extreme and of course there must be some other way to slowly carefully layer on more clerks and maybe more customers if that's feasible all right so there's one example of a total shutdown just being too onerous and then the other aspect of then allowing forcing let's say Lloyd's landscape to close but allowing Walmart to sell plants and landscaping, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it, plant material. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, you know, honestly, I, I think the governor was in the wrong in that way. I certainly appreciate his life-saving efforts, and he did what he could. And, you know, we, we can second-guess Governor Wolf until the cows come home, but there's always room for compromise. All right, we do have one caller waiting. I've got to get this out of the way, so stand by, stand. We'll be right back. we got another caller coming in. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Open phones. We talked about uh, the mass shootings for a little bit today and uh, talked about President Biden. And President Biden says uh, he's changed his tune a little bit. He wants answers ASAP on uh, if a lab in China is where the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, disease emanated. Stan, what's your view on that latest remark from the president? Well, it's about time he admits what's really going on. (laughs) But my question is, there was an investigation going on into the Wuhan lab started months ago, but he canceled that investigation. The real question is why? Now he's putting the intelligence agencies onto it. So, and all those are... uh, his uh, his appointees, you know, in the intelligence. Age. So, what do you think they're going to come out with? It because I, I personally, now this is my personal feeling, that he is has uh, the Chinese government has something on him and his family. So, you know, so I can almost figure that eh, nothing's going to come out of this, and they'll never admit to what really happened. Just my feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, you you might be right, but on the other hand, uh, it would be awfully hard for him to ignore the fact that the Chinese perpetrated this virus one way or the other when they stonewall. I mean, if they have nothing to hide, why are they hiding? Why aren't they being open and saying, please come in? Now they're saying they want to take a look at our um, viral laboratories to see what we're doing. So, I mean, they're obviously trying, as I'm accused of, deflecting uh, in this case, and they're trying to make it seem like that we're, we may be doing the same thing and subject to the same problem. That really isn't the issue. We didn't let anything escape. They may have. Well, they, they, you know, the Chinese government, do you really think they're going to let people in to investigate what happened there? Nope. <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. This is all a waste of time. Now, I'm, I'm not sure there was, you know, those reports. You know, that's what the Wall Street Journal last week or the week before, whenever it was recently, put out, a, an, a, I guess it was an article or an editorial that... They, their uh, government report was put out that evidence showed that there was workers from the Wuhan lab mysteriously showed up at the hospital with these diseases they didn't know about. And they figure those are the first cases of the coronavirus. That's, you know, that came out of a government report. So, but that, that's probably some of the work that the, the previous administration, their investigation, which was running through the State Department, was, was uh, looking into. But we'll never know because he could shut it down, and of course the reports won't be released because he's so transparent. Yeah, he's doing a wonderful job on the border still, not allowing people in. There was a group of congressmen on the day that uh, wouldn't be, weren't allowed to go in and inspect the facilities down there. And you're right; he said he was going to be open and transparent, but so far we haven't seen it. Right. So I mean, it's it's and and, and quite frankly, the way the you know old hunter there he got his billion and a half whatever you know investment that he was given to invest in american countries for 
Chinese government, well, it wasn't, it was a Chinese bank, I'm sorry, but the government owns the bank, so, you know, we know the, you know, you can, you can uh, you connect the dots. So, what do they have on that family? <laughs> you know, that's, that's just a question. Maybe they have nothing. But there's a lot of smoke there. Well, well everybody always accused answers. everybody always accused Donald Trump of being Putin's puppet. Maybe uh, we ought to think Deng's uh, Deng's dummy. I don't know what we oh, would like. That. Yeah, she's she's dummy. She's but, dummy. You know, as far as Putin goes, you know, Trump had put uh, ter- uh, yeah, what do you call them? Sanctions on the pipeline company over there that was building a uh, pipeline from Russia into Germany to supply them with Russian natural gas and oil into Germany because, as Trump says, why aren't you buying that fuel from us? We have it us. We're supposed to be allies. But yet, Biden has now allowed the Russian company to continue with the, you know, took the sanctions. I'm sure they were continuing with the pipeline, but it was a little harder with whatever the sanctions were. So why, why, would, why would somebody that says they're so, you know, hard on Russia do this? Well, his answer was that that pipeline's almost done. <laughs> oh, you mean like the Keystone XL? <laughs> well, I don't know, but he, that's the explanation I heard this morning on the news, that the that pipeline is almost done, so we gave the go-ahead on it. Which okay, is, all right. <laughs> <laughs> which oh, I don't oh, buy, oh. but... You know, I, I, I still think he made a terrible mistake with the Keystone XL pipeline, frankly, but that's me. Of and, course he did. <laughs> Yeah, and but you know, so far I think the people on his side of the aisle don't mind that that's happened. I mean, my look at Mark, he hates pipelines, hates everything about them, believes they're the scourge of the universe. <laughs> I think that they're the safest way to transport dangerous chemicals from one place to another. Right, because I mean, right now that crude that's coming out of Canada is being transported. It is moving into the United States. Sure, but by mostly rail car. by train. Yeah. I like pipelines as long as they deliver natural gas to my house. But other than that, those uh, <laughs> other ones, no. The bad, the bad uh-huh. ones, right. right? Yeah, the bad ones. That's it. I don't like the bad ones, but I like the good ones. The good ones and bad ones, okay. Right. But, you know, natural gas is bad for the environment. Ask the environmentalists because, you know, we're not putting, was it CO2? That, you know, it's lower in CO2, but methane. Natural gas puts huge amounts of methane into the environment, and that's even worse than CO2, according to what I've seen, they, they say. Well, the cows put more of it that's in there. House. Cows put more of it in there than anybody no, else. No, sorry, Joe. You really think so? No. Well, that's what I've been told by the left. The cows, right, the yeah, cows are doing you've it. Been told. Okay, that's why they want to so ban much, red meat, Stan. Thank you for calling <laughs> and participating. Don't forget to text us too. Put that OTM in there and send us notes if you wish. Thank oh yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> that didn't sound convincing. All right, Dan, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for waiting. Hey, good morning, Mark. I want to talk with you about what you said in the beginning of the program. I'd like to you to tell me how I'm a proselyte. I never, I never ask anybody to join any organization or anything like that. He didn't say you were. 
No, we just, <laughs> this show is confined to issues. There has to be both sides of the issue. If Joe and I happen to agree on an issue for the sake of the program, we talk, you know, he'll, he'll say, well, the sky's blue, and I'll argue that some people say it's red. So we just talk about both sides of issues. So calling in to uh, just convey how important your faith is to you and that you want other folks to join in or, uh, you know. I never ask anybody to join in. Right. No, that's fine. That's I'm not saying I wasn't speaking to you. You argue the (laughs) other side. That's what this program's supposed no, to be about. Not really. You, it's not. It's not a, a religious program, Dan. We've told you that many times. It is not a religious program. It is a secular program, debating the issues of the day. I have news for you, Joe. I didn't ever argue for any religion. No, but you not do argue. Did I say religion you, is necessarily a good thing? Yes, you have. You've <laughs> talked about the fact that our country went downhill after we took God out of this and God out of that, which is fine. That's a legitimate opinion, and I, I don't think that's a problem, but, you know, when you start saying that I believe this, or I was saved, or this is how I came to know the Lord, those are personal issues that don't relate to this program. And there's not two sides to And there's not issues. two sides to those stories. We're not going to say you didn't find God or Jesus. Well, you know, that's up to you, but we're not, that's not what we're in the business to do here. We've explained that, I thought, fairly patiently a number of times. Well, he explained it away, yeah, why you take that position, but, you know, you, you use the word proselyte and zealot. I, I, I don't consider myself a zealot. Well, I don't think you're barred from the program for violating any of those rules. No, and you often call right on topic and discuss issues, and we never have a problem with that. Let's talk about President Trump with Dan from New Berlin. You're a big fan uh, of his. But, uh, you have you guys present positions too that we might we disagree with, and you're free to do it. But we don't give you our personal uh, religious convictions on the air. We're <laughs> proselytes for COVID nineteen, overemphasizing the dangers of it, and gone off the deep end on COVID nineteen, which a lot of people out here think is an over, over, overkill, what you did with that. Well, that is the perfect, Dan, that's the perfect example, thank you, because there are two sides to that issue. There's the side that uh, the governor and the media say, take, you know, in your view, that they talk too much about it, and then there's the Western Union County and Western Snyder County version, where it's it's a hoax, you don't need to wear a mask, nobody gets it, nobody dies, and it's, you know, it's all made up. And you've never been stopped from expressing that opinion on the air. Right, and that's been (laughs) the topic of many a good program here. Uh, well, Two sides. You know, despite that, I never promoted a religion. Nobody said you did, Nobody sir. Nobody said you did. <laughs> but thank you. All, All right, right, listen, we're going to have to chit-chat later. As you can tell, sir, what does that mean? We're out of time on this segment. Tell me it's time to hang up. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Write it down. we got nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Show sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com.
Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Mr. Rob is there. And you are there, too. So we appreciate you joining us on The Mark sponsor with the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. We invite you to call. We talked earlier today, just in passing, uh, Joe and I conversing about the mass shooting that happened yesterday in California. We also talked and had a call that related to President Biden. Uh, he's going to crack down on the investigators in the U.S. and wants them to get some answers ASAP about uh, where the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus came from out of a lab in China. Seems to be some of the prevailing evidence now, as many of our good listeners had predicted months and months and months ago. Uh, so that uh, popped up as a topic. we got nearly open phones, so call us, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, that's the toll-free line. You can email us at on the market at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Make sure you put uh, the word OTM, or the letters OTM, uh, together there. We would love to hear from you. In the news today, North Shore Railroad says it's finally getting its day in court as ongoing litigation against an Allegheny County company continues. North Shore's Jeb Stotter tells WKOK a Clinton County judge issued an order recently clarifying North Shore Railroad's counterclaim that it is an active legal matter, meaning the Valley Company will be able to head to court against Carlet Express. The case started in 2015 involving who gets to operate five short-line railroads in the central Pennsylvania region. At 11 a.m. today, State Health Secretary Allison Beam, the acting Health Secretary Allison Beam, says she'll have an update on the COVID mitigation measures in Pennsylvania, which will change on Memorial Day. The masking guidelines will be relaxed as well. Don't be surprised to see the governor budge up to the mic and talk about uh, adversity with the legislature over what the state of emergency uh, does entail in uh, Pennsylvania as the legislature is interested in some mitigation, mitigation you could call it. And now... For Mr. Joe McGranahan, some good news. Joe, you can stand up. Ronald Reagan, there we go. A bill that would allow local police departments to utilize radar for speed enforcement has been approved once again by the Senate Transportation Committee. Pennsylvania remains the only state in the nation which does not allow local police to use radar for speed enforcement. Senator Mario Scavello commented on concerns that local police could use speeding tickets to help balance their community's budgets. There's been some questions about money grab for municipalities, and that's the last thing on my mind. But there is a cap, and that cap is 10% of their total budget and the municipalities. The rest of the dollars will go into a, into a fund to fund the uh, p- police training. The bill now goes to the full Senate. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Where it passed last time and will probably pass overwhelmingly this time. But the problem is the House, the full House. Uh, there was a letter from the Black uh, Caucus claiming that it would increase encounters between black people and police officers. And so they expressed their opinion that it should not be passed. And I know that the head of the State Mayor's Association responded to them and asked for a meeting to explain hmm. his position. I don't think he's heard back from them yet. Do blacks speed at a disproportionate? Well, that was his point. No, they don't. And the fact that when a car is speeding, it's hard for anybody to tell who's driving it. You know, you need to stop them to see who's in it. 
it. So it would be a little hard to determine the person's color when they're, you know. Well, you can't see in the windshield from a distance. When they're going 80 miles an hour in a 35 zone, it's hard to tell who's driving. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get down the old trail ASAP, I guess. All right, so to be continued. Well, thank you, Joe, for that update. I know you'll keep us informed. Uh, There isn't anybody involved in this process of uh, proving that bill that is ultra-optimistic. The former Penn State president, who was forced out as the school's top administrator when Jerry Sandusky was arrested a decade ago, will soon have to report to jail after a judge Wednesday upheld a sentence issued four years ago. The judge ordered Graham Spanier to begin serving at least two months in the county jail and then two months of house arrest with electronic monitoring for a single misdemeanor conviction on endangering the welfare of children. AP reporting today, State Department of Health has dropped its legal action against more than 40 restaurants who were accused of defying state orders to close indoor dining and maintain social distancing protocols. Health Department had issued uh, two separate complaints against many of these restaurants, and now uh, they say since the pandemic is winding down, they're going to ease those. And finally, one business in western Pennsylvania has followed my advice. If you want a worker, pay more. The Pennsylvania Capital Star reporting... Clavon's Ice Cream Parlor on the Strip District in Pittsburgh began resuming full operations. The business faced a pair of common problems uh, with the pandemic winding down, understaffing and low, low application rates. Chokes you up, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> well, it's ice cream. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. Anyway, to kill two birds with one stone, Clavon's owners took the leap of faith and doubled their wages from Pennsylvania's minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour to $15 an hour. The ice cream shop announced the change April 1st. Just after the wage increase, they received more than 1,000 applications for hourly positions. Clavon's co-owner said that, quote, if we had been loyal to our employees, that pay back in terms of improving business. We filled 15 of the positions practically overnight, $15 an hour. And that is a classic example of the marketplace determining what should be paid. Right. And of course, and he also says they're ultra busy. Now, He's the owner, so he's he's got a vested well, people stake. People are glad to be getting back outside and getting some ice cream again. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Got a caller standing by. Van, you are number one in our view. Go right ahead. Good morning. I just wanted to talk about the vaccine rewards people are getting. Like I heard at the top of the hour there that some lady out in Ohio won the lottery. We're getting their vaccine. And some people, all, all they're getting is a donut, maybe a Starbucks coffee, so they're kind of losing out. <laughs> also heard that some criminals are actually having their jail sentences reduced if they get the, the jab. And now now we're seeing a push, the colleges requiring the students to be vaccinated, be able to attend the colleges, and even a push now where they're saying 12 to 15-year-olds now are eligible to get a vaccine shot, which... To me, the science behind this doesn't back up the push for all these people getting vaccinated because most people get it and get over it and are, are fine. You know, I had COVID. And I, I'm sure I have immunity to it. But uh, amazingly, somehow now the science is saying that you only have immunity for three months. I wonder why that is when, when other, other viruses and things you develop an immunity for quite a long time. 
Yeah, that's there's still some debate as to whether or not we're going to need booster shots, and there's some school of thought that we will. But that's not too much different than, um, what is it, um, if you cut yourself with a piece of metal. A tetanus. Uh, tetanus shot. Yeah, you need a boosters for tetanus, and you need boosters for a number of other things that's in your lifetime. Says a man who's had 20 tetanus shots Shots right in my years. lifetime, right. Anyway. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I think the incentives are kind of, to me, stupid because you shouldn't really need an incentive to protect your health or the health of others. Or public health, right? Well, or public and, health. And the, thing, the thing, though, honestly, I mean, this this is so survivable. I mean, unless, right. unless you're, you have some kind of problem, you know, to, to have to deal with, you know, most people survive no problem. Most of the deaths came from nursing homes and people that had compromised immune systems. But here's, here's a, a point I wanted to get to as far as the adverse reactions for the vaccines and what we're seeing on social media people posting about their adverse reactions there was a model just a few days ago that died from the vaccine and that seems to be taken down from social media i have a friend that works in a hospital in harrisburg that he's told me for the past six weeks that's about all he sees down there is people that have developed blood clots in their lungs and having heart issues there's been miscarriages women have an excessive bleeding you know and also death you know so this stuff's all being covered up any particular vaccine that the, that your friend is telling you is the culprit well, I, I don't know if he knows 100 percent for sure I, I i do know this and there, there's there's uh on the the inserts in the vaccines some of them don't have anything listed on them you know like normally you get medication i don't care something simple you get a list of side effects with the vaccines, there's nothing on them, on most of them. Now, some of them are now having in them some of the contents of the vaccine, and there's a, a substance called SM-102. And you can do research on that, and you can check with OSHA and the, the safety data sheet that comes with that that tells that's not to, not for animals and not for human beings. So, but that's in <laughs> But it's in the, the vaccine. vaccine. Uh-oh, that's not ideal. Oh, well, no, one more thing before I let you go. Yes. Back in 2009, and this has been pulled off, you have, you have to dig long and deep to get this on the Internet. There's a doctor, her name is Rima Labo. She was married to General Stubblebine. If you remember Albert Stubblebine, a major general? Yep. And in 2009, she warned, and she was a doctor of heads of state, and a head of state, this lady told her that there was a great culling that was going to come. And she said, culling, great culling, what are you talking about? And she said about it was depopulation. They were going to depopulate and get rid of the worthless eaters. And I know people say, oh, this is a, this is a conspiracy theory, but I, I told you guys before to check out the Georgia Guidestones and you look at the first thing listed on that Georgia Guidestone display, and you explain that to me why that's there. But anyway, she said there was coming where they were going to have a flu that would, would spread throughout the world. They, they would say that we have a pandemic and we have to be vaccinated. Right. And they, at first she said it would be a voluntary thing, then it would become compulsory. That was back in 2009. All right. And All right, we got we'll to move on. We'll have to check it out. Thank you for calling, yep, yep, Dan. Yep, Appreciate yep, your thank call. You, thank Take you, care. Thank you. All right, that frees up a line. All the rest are took. 1-800-795-9565. Mike's the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, in reference to your uh, previous caller, 
I have a, a personal friend who is a retired professor at a major university in the health education field, and he knows my actual uh, state of affairs here and that I have a serious underlying condition. I'm 66, otherwise I would not have taken the uh, vaccine, and he has refrained from sending me uh, information about side effects from the uh, vaccines until I basically said, listen, I'm an adult, I want to know. So yesterday he sent me one uh, from a study out of Israel, and basically, I'll just say this, uh, it looks like the side effects right now that we're hearing about are just the tip of the iceberg in these uh, scientists' uh, opinion. Now, on to what I uh, really called about, uh, and that's uh, Joe Biden's response to uh, starting up the investigation of the Wuhan lab. Now. We, we, many of your listeners and probably yourselves recall that very early in the uh, virus, a lot of fingers were pointed at the, you know, the, the idea that the virus came from the specific location where that lab is located. But again, there was a story uh, about it came from a bat to a person to the people, and, and that's why it was. And in the media, uh, people were connecting the dots, using their data and saying, hey, things are pointing toward this lab. And, and the, the, the media would respond, without evidence, uh, right-wingers are uh, accusing the lab of leaking, okay? And that was one of the things that they always said, without evidence. And then, all of a sudden, if a person like myself decided to post that, quote, conspiracy theory on Facebook, I was charged with violating community standards, and the information was suppressed. Now. The point about Biden I want to make is he recently came out and said he's going to put the State Department in charge. Well, you know what? Then after the reason for that was it's been put out that he actually says, no, we're not going to investigate it. And when that got into the news, somebody published it. And then all of a sudden he has to come out and act like a tough guy that he's trying to protect the American people. Mm -hmm. And we all know when uh, any of these government agencies get behind an idea, what they do is anyone's guess. And to sum this all up, <clears throat> I just, this is my belief, that during the run-up to the 2016 inve uh, election, there was a conspiracy between the sitting president and his administration, along with other areas of the administration, to smear President Trump. And there's already been one uh, criminal charge out of that, but there should have been many. And the only chance that we had as a country to have a proper government is if immunity would have been offered to all those people involved in that conspiracy, that they told their story, got it out in the open, so all Americans could see what it was really like. But instead, the cover-up continued and continued and continued. And that old saying says that the cover-up is worse than the crime. Well, we haven't paid the price for that cover-up, and we're continuing to pay that price. And unless we come to face the reality of what really happened, it's just going to get worse and worse. All right, well, we have to cut you off there. We cannot allow you to say those kinds of things into the telephone. <laughs> really? Why not? We're bought and paid for by oh. Moderna. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just or Pfizer. Just harassing you, Mike. Nope, you got an open mic to present all these factual details that you come across. But I'm sorry that you have an underlying condition that causes you to be concerned about the, the side effects, but I've had the vaccine. Everybody in my family's had it. Mark's had it. People here at the station had it. I don't know of anybody who's had, other than a few days or a day or so after the second shot, has had any kind of a reaction at all. 
Well, I, let me tell you this. From personal experience, I tried to report some of my, uh, my, my uh, underlying, not underlying conditions, but some of the, what I consider side effects. We've got about 30 seconds, 30 effects. seconds. I just wanted to get them into a database. One of the things was I used to really love to stand on the edge, okay? High, high things looking over the edge of a cliff. Uh, what do you call that? Like an addiction to excitement almost. Insanity, I, that's what I, I call it. Yeah, that's, what, that's what you call it, but it's a personal thing for right. me. I I'm standing you. on top of a stadium, and I'm afraid of heights now. Hmm. Okay? Okay. Uh, there's a, an item. I have uh, some complicated lawn equipment, and here I noticed a malfunction. I heard it with my ears. And I looked, and I looked, and I saw their evidence. I said, this thing's been continuing for a long time. All right, well, got to move on. The hearing's changed. Wrap yeah. up, Mike. Go ahead. Okay, thanks, Mike. Anything else? Okay, yeah, that, I, I'm good. That's I could a go biggie. on. It's probably about four or five other things, but I thank you for the platform, and I appreciate it. You it's always available care. to you. Thanks, let, Mike. Let me just add okay. this while, but since he's gone. Fear of heights is a learned behavior, and as people get older, th- their fear of heights grows. Well, I didn't have it when I was younger. A matter of fact, I had a friend of who was a pilot, he couldn't stand to be up in his roof, and I had to go up in his roof and do stuff mm-hmm. for him. Now I wouldn't won't go on his roof. <laughs> right, I always, and, and you know, I never used to be afraid of working on tall ladders, even up on a 40-foot ladder, and uh, you know, as long as you have your three-point connections, the ladder's secure, you have a foot secure and a hand secure, and then with your other hand, you can paint or do whatever you but want But you to. don't want my wife holding the ladder for you. No, that's not, not ideal. She is. It's preferably somebody who weighs more <laughs> than I do. But anyway, now, when I get the ladder out, and it's only 32 feet, when I'm at the top, I'm like, oh, my gosh, hold on, be careful, extra right. careful. You know, plus, I, I think I know if I fall now, I'll probably be, I'll probably be hurt. Yeah. So Seriously, in the, I would In think. the past, I used to just bounce. All right, standby callers, we will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Well, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Got callers standing by, but we'll take more comers. Probably the main topic of conversation today has been the investigation into the Wuhan laboratory that uh, somehow released the coronavirus. And then uh, the, the vac- China virus. It released the China virus. Right. Then the vaccine that uh, has uh, the vaccines that have been promulgated in the U.S., one of our good listeners says uh, it's not as non toxic as they would have you say. So that's. Uh, kind of in the news or in the conversation loop today. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We would love to hear from you. Dale, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, 
let's get this straight. One in eight Americans died from this virus, okay? So now we have our intelligence agency, which I say has the brain capacity of our president, which is goofy, okay? Now you want us to believe that our intelligence agency and Shine is not working together? I mean, it's... I'm sorry. It's just so... Every morning you hear whatever comes off the press is from our intelligence agency. They have, they have the first amendment. They have free speech. One planet. You're, you're, you ain't hearing nothing but uh, CIA stuff coming in your ear every morning, and you're just part of the problem if you believe it. They're going to turn your head inside out with all this fake information, mm. and then they're, they're going to lead the investigation. So you see where this leads to. Okay. Well, one. You, I mean, <sighs> these guys' brains are stupid. Just stay away from the TV. <laughs> Listen, we we up. know it's the bar association. I mean, we, they're at the bottom of all this. We you know that. Well, let me tell you something about the U.N., too. They had these uh, law firms all over the world, buddy, coming right out of Chicago. They're all over the world, and they're, and they're the one leading the investigation. They're right. the one feeding you soup. They're giving you information. You're going to see justice. So what are you going to do? They, let's just say China just killed <laughs> one in eight Americans, okay, according to CDC, because that's how many numbers they came up with. But so what are you going to do? What, one, what, what are you going to do about it? They just killed your uh, grand, your father, your grandparents, and all they got. What are you going to do about it? You expect our uh, intelligence agency to do anything about it? What are you going to do about it? What, tell Dale, me what you're going to do about it. One in eight Americans weren't killed by coronavirus. It's probably one-eighth of one percent of no, America. No, no, one in eight. If you look at the numbers, I mean, they were advertising <laughs> like, come on. You better, you you better come count on. Numbers. <laughs> Dale, there are 320 million people in this country. That would mean at 10 percent, 32 million were killed. Almost a quarter of the people. There's, that's what they're advertising. You, I mean, basically, if you ask anybody on the street, okay. it seems like that. Okay. I hate to so, say so this, Dale, but tell I th- me what you're going to do about. It. Tell well, me what first of all, I'm going to I'm going to tell are you. Are you going to hold our intelligence agency <laughs> accountable? Well, you ask me what I'm going to do about. It, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. You need to check your facts, brother, because they're wrong. Okay, what what was it? One in ten, then. It okay, wasn't one in ten. One. It was no, it was one tenth of one percent. One tenth well, of one percent. They were digging holes in the ground. They showed us on TV. They were digging holes in the ground. They weren't they? And just throwing. That's for construction. That's not for to bury. They weren't digging people. mass graves. That's a highway construction. <laughs> they weren't site. digging mass graves anywhere that I know of. <laughs> okay, so whoever was marketing was marketing this this wrong, right? They were marketing wrong? <laughs> I don't think they were marketing. I think you just got the marketing wrong facts the here, brother. All right. Thank okay, you so well, much, Dale. I don't know. A lot of people died, right? Okay. So a lot of people died. Do well, yeah, that's true. Are you going to hold our intelligence agency accountable? Because basically, our intelligence agency is being run by uh, pedophiles. Oh, the, I mean, the pedophiles. The, okay. Well, what yeah, about the bar? Where, yeah, how does well, the bar association figure into this? I'm just telling you, your head's going to be, you listen to this news, it's crazy. It's crazy. You got to stand back and look what they're doing. Uh, I they're agree with you on the. They're never going to resolve anything. <laughs> never going to resolve anything. They're I agree with you. I agree with you on. The, I think Mark and I both agree with you on the crazy part. All right. Thank we you so much, crazy Dale. You believe this stuff. Right. We right. are. We are. Right. No argument there. And our there. president, our president is just like he's he's the poster child of our intelligence. One of our listeners That's sends us a text and says, "You're probably thinking of the scenes in India where many, many, many people have died. A disproportionate yeah, number." Mark, yeah, Mark. You can try to cover. Up I know what I see. <laughs> it's the Bar Association. You were right with the first no, call this no, week. No, it's not the Bar Association. It's just that these guys are easier to train than a uh, goldfish. These guys are 
Man, you, you can't. Have you ever a trained goal, a goldfish? <laughs> <laughs> you mean a dolphin? A goldfish. A goldfish. How do you train a? Is this a? Big, Are you implying we swim around in a enclosed space with our mouths open? I don't know, but you're going to believe whatever comes out of that uh, radio or te- television. You need to stay away from it. It's poison. Uh, it's poison. all run by the CIA. All right. Everything that comes, every bit of news that you hear is, is to divert you. It's called the Biden Congress. Okay, right, we got well, you. Thank you so and you much. You ain't going to do nothing about it. You ain't yeah, going to do Joe. nothing about it. You just killed all your four hundred ninety-two all your, and all your family members. You ain't going to do nothing about it. They're laughing in your face because you're useless eater. That's all what you right. are. We got you. Thank you so much, Dale. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know who I would punch in the mouth, but somebody. Joe's pretty violent. All right, Joe, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's good. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, calling in response to over the past month or so, and Dan's call this morning about the uh, zealotry. I noticed how you, uh, you're, when you announced that it's a call-in show with some uh, restrictions, that sound, I don't know your exact words, but I, I happen to be interested, so I looked up uh, zealotry, which I thought brought some interesting uh, thoughts to mind is that, uh, you know, it says it's fanatical and uncompromising pursuit of religious, political, or other ideals. It's pretty simple. It's not no more than that. So Dan, I think this morning was trying to make the fact that you're just uh, pigeonholing pigeonholing this uh, to religion. And I think he tried to make that point maybe last week when he called. But uh, I know you want to say that you want subjects with two sides. I, I don't quite understand that because religion surely has two or multiple sides to any argument about it. So, uh, in full disclosure, I would say uh, my zealotry, if I can uh, self-describe, is for the teachings of uh, Jesus of Nazareth and things that come off of that uh, main teaching. I have uh, ideas about uh, right to life in the womb and um, the Constitution, Second Amendment in the Constitution, so that, that kind of uh, idea that's, uh, I, I will say I am a zealot for that, but the uh, idea that I think the timeline was that a while back Joseph and Joe were talking, and that's when you slammed the door on, you know, this kind of talk, or what you want to call, Joseph was talking about the Catholic religion, and uh, no more zealotry, doors shut, and I, I'm just thinking that you may have been better off to let the person who wants to talk about that, or most of the time it's another subject that is brought forth, and then a religious aspect, because if you're zealot for abortion, there's a reason why I have some high energy for anti-abortion, and that's because of what I've read and learned over the years from the teachings in the Bible. It, it, so, in a way, you have to come back to that. So mm-hmm. it leads back, well, why do you think what you want to think on politics, or why do you think it on anything? And then you go back, and a lot of times it'll end up, you know, in the, in the religious uh, arena. So... Maybe if you wouldn't have just slammed the door on it, you would have been better off to give your callers their three minutes and let them say what they'd like. And if anyone wants to 
have the other side of the argument, which you seem to be arguing for this morning, two sides and... and well, yeah, but the other side of the argument but winds up to, if you don't believe what I believe, you're going to hell. Well, that, I, I mean, that's I, the I've bottom heard line. I say that. I don't know if I've... Uh, maybe... Uh, You've had some of that, and that, we that have had some mean of that. nothing to you, does it? We have if, had some if, of that. If I say that to you, I'm not sure. I'm no, uh, I don't know if I can, like, make that happen, so to speak, you know? So why would you put much, uh, fa- or not faith, but why would you put so much substance to when I would say that? Or, well, uh, I'll use myself because I don't want to use any one of our call, One of our I would say that to you and... You know that we had a discussion, and our religious beliefs didn't match up. And I would say, well, what I understand is, if you do this or do that, you would go to hell. And what what would be wrong with that? That's what the discussion <laughs> is. I try to enlighten you to the words that I have read, and my uh, I hate to say this, but my interpretation of them. I know you've in the past, Joe, said that you you know you're of the Catholic religion. And I, I, I think they do unbelievably great work in some areas and not so good in some others. But uh, so I'm, I'm not like I'm not going to tell you. I, I would I wouldn't even mind pointing it out to you that I if I had a long discussion with you that that's where that that subject may come up that I would say that to you. But I wouldn't expect you to slam the door on me and say, well, well, since you think that I'm going to hell for that, I'm not going to talk to you. And that's that's not even your ideas. You talk about other subjects. Right, but you want to keep the subject the, going, but not in religion. The whole and point, I think that was Dan's point, that it, is, it does seem to be every only the one subject of religion because this you isn't have second amendment this isn't a religious knowledge. station this isn't this this isn't joe this isn't a religious station this isn't a religious program <laughs> the program was designed to talk about topics of general interest to people in the area there are quite a few Issues. callers in this program who are I won't say agnostic, but who don't share your faith in God, and they're people of different faiths. And so, if we allow them to everybody to start saying that, well, my faith says this, and my faith is right, and your faith is wrong, we haven't advanced anything here. In the end, as I've said to I think to Dan that the ultimate answer that most people have in this regard is that the Bible is the indicator of everything we should do, think, or say. It has an answer for every issue that we bring up, and therefore, you know, there's and believe in Jesus Christ, and that's that's the end. That's the bottom line to almost every discussion you could have in this topic. We're saying that this is a program about issues affecting the life of people in the valley. Your personal religious faith, your personal religious views are fine for you to have, but they don't necessarily add anything to what the content of this program is meant to be or what it should be. Go ahead. We'll okay. give you the last You're word. You're not ending agnostics. Go ahead. No, that's just what. That's it. That's it. You I mean, can that's, come in. You they can, can call in and give their point of view. But you seem to <laughs> right now. I mean, I, I see your point. Uh, awesome. All right, we maybe, have to move on. When it comes to morality, and I'm, I'm saying that your subjects of even taxation or anything, if you have a long enough conversation, where does that idea of anti or anti-abortion come from? You're going to get back to. Right. Your moral, and that's permissible. Case. That that is permissible. In other words, but when you yeah, start I don't saying, think Dan calls in. Like I think you admitted this morning, he doesn't call in and start his conversation no. off like that. He's usually on topic, and then with discussion, he goes back to why he 
All right. Has his feelings on the original. We got a call coming in, Joe, so we got to move on. And if you, I mean, if you want, okay, uh, go ahead. I don't want to. No, yeah, we, we got to move call on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. Very well, much appreciated. Obviously, the topic is not verboten because we just discussed it with you. It's mm. when it gets and into. I, I understand the no, don't topic think you do. isn't verboten, but you do. Okay, my last thing. You still seem to tamp down uh, the discussion of religion and. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, in a way, because what's hard to we have to move on, Joe. I'm sorry, we got a call coming Muslims in. I got to take the break. Anyone else call in in particular? So we just see it as tamping down on the religion. The we're anti-religion. Let's just get it right out in the open. You think we're anti-religion? Well, that, <laughs> nothing could be farther from the truth. All right. So back to the issues of the day. Joe Biden uh, ramping up uh, investigation. Uh, did the uh, China virus, as Joe likes to call it, come from China? Deliberately? Oh no, it's all from the CIA. Didn't you hear? Well, yes, I did hear that. I mean, I thought it was the Bar Association, but now it turns out it's the CIA that's doing this to us. But we have nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. Topic of your discussion? Any issues? Fair game. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. Feel free to give us a buzz. You can text us at 70236. Include the uh, text word OTM in there so that it goes to us. And uh, let's see, email on the mark at WKOK.com. Let's hit some emails here real quick, Joe. All right, one of our listeners says, it would be interesting to hear how you would handle a Muslim or a Jew who called into the program. I know you would say you would not treat them any differently. I doubt you would tell them that this is not a religious program. We certainly would if they started <laughs> yeah, trying to, to read like the to Bible the to Muslim us. Muslim faith in the Quran. No, no, it's you're not, not reading the um, Quran to us. As a matter of fact, somebody did call in one day and attempted to read several verses from the Quran. Mm. Now they weren't Muslim; they were trying to make an anti-Muslim point, I guess, or an anti-Quran point, which is okay. one of the reasons why we put the f- rule in place. You know, we're, we're certainly free to talk about being Republicans or Democrats, liberals, conservatives, Issues. moderates. Libertarians, issues involving those topics. But when you get down to someone's personal faith and religion, that's that's between them and their God. And that's not necessarily something we want to delve into on a daily basis. And one of our other emailers said, uh, if we can get his email back up here, which one? took it off. Religion. Right okay. here. Go ahead. Said, if and when you allow callers to start quoting scripture day after day, I will tune out. I attend church almost every Sunday, and we don't talk politics at our services. All right. Hit delete. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Mark, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm very disturbed about the direction of the Homeland Security and the Justice Department down there are going. Uh, even uh, Elizabeth Warren and some other liberal senators are disturbed in the mistreatment that some of these people are uh, having uh, in custody right now. Uh, and some of them are in solitary confinement, and I guess they can't even make bail. And some of the lawyers are concerned that the, the client privilege is being violated. Uh, they have no privacy when they interview or are trying to get to the bottom of uh, their client's uh, position and everything. And some of the people that are in and around the Capitol, just walking in and around the Capitol and just walking barely in the, uh, the Capitol building, are now being arrested. So uh, this is a disturbing trend for me, and uh, I'd like to know your views on it. 
Uh, gee. <laughs> it's news to me. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm not completely but I can, familiar with what you're can, talking about. Let's assume you're right. It wouldn't surprise me that, uh, you know, you you always call in with deep concerns about what any president is doing if it's not an enhancing our national security. And, of course, President Biden is taking steps that many people say is not enhancing our national security and, in fact, compromising it in a significant way. So, Particularly at the border. Well, you think they should be in solitary confinement? Some of them Who, for over 100 days. Yeah, who, who's jailed? They I'm sorry. An, ar- Who? an armed, uh, armed insurrection and no guns were confiscated. Who? The, the people at the uh, January 6th. Oh, oh the jailed in solitary confinement. Right. Well, yeah, the, I know many have been charged, hundreds and hundreds. I didn't realize any are in solitary confinement. But the crimes and, and punishments and incarceration before trial, you know, go... Um, you know, according to what the law that was broken. We I know still have the presumption of innocence in this country. I know I read in the New York Times, which you can dismiss it if you want. I know you think it's a liberal rag, but they really harangued on about the State Department using antiquated laws that don't really apply to charge many of these people. And so, so a lot of these cases are going to get thrown out because they're misapplying laws. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not able to think of one here's example. The, Go here's ahead. the thing I'm trying to get at. They're, they're using this, knowing they're violating the law, to intimidate. They don't care about being tossed out down the future. They want to make a, a point that don't do it again because you're going to be... Uh, uh, dragged into a lot of confinement before mm-hmm. you even get to see the light of day, you know what I mean? Well, that is the nature of all incarceration in the U.S. is it's designed to send a message to individuals who wish to commit a crime that they think twice before they do so. That's well, just the nature of laws and incarceration. Let's face it, this country was based on, founded on a revolution. And now, you know, we don't want to, we don't want another revolution coming along because we like what we have. The majority of us like what we have. You know, back then it was taxation without representation. Um, Any time during the course of our civilization, we could have had an issue come up where someone would say, well, this is so important to me, I don't think this country should go on without, uh, without this being resolved. We had that in the Civil War. But the main thing is that this country has basic guarantees for its citizens to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which we guarantee. You know, have we succeeded in that entirely? Not always. You know, there you can make the argument that some groups have been excluded from that or been marginalized, but we have the promise of that. And as long as we have that promise and continue to work toward achieving that promise, I don't think we should tolerate insurrections in this country. Well, the, the thing I'm trying to get at is these people, some of them, uh, especially the one that had this foot up on Nancy Pelosi's uh, desk, uh, he's been beaten. And some others, uh, they're being mistreated, and I don't think that's right. It's like a double standard. Because No, it's uh, not. If that's the truth, it's not right. We don't do that in this country any more than we, we put our, necks on, our foot on George Floyd's neck. You know, and people need to be punished if that's what they're doing. Right. Yeah, well, the, the trouble is that was a, what they did was a police procedure that was legal, but he shouldn't have done it. And it was excess, and it was a manslaughter as far as I'm concerned, and uh, he should go to jail for that. But uh, I'm very concerned about the mistreatment that's going on, and I would appreciate you folks looking into it. All right. All Thank right. you we'll so check much. check it out. Yep. 1-800-795-9565. Taking a quickie break. we got callers ready for the rest of the show. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, 
questions and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, fabulous producer Rob Center has got them lined up. Three calls each. We'll try to get to each and every one of them. Uh, Cindy's been waiting an exceedingly long time. Oops, you're on the mark. Go ahead, Cindy. Good morning, gentlemen. This is Memorial Day weekend, and I ask all of my neighbors to uh, take some time to visit a cemetery, find a grave that has a flag, and take a moment to thank that person for serving our country. They may not have died in the line of duty, but they, they put that risk out there. They served the United States, offered us the freedoms we've argued so uh, fervently for on this show, and we owe them a few minutes of our time to thank them for their service. Yeah, most communities have observances. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Cindy. That's Joe, a good point. You, Very good point. Joe goes to nearby Seals Grove, as I recall. Tom, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm... I'm Keep these religious people off the air. Okay. <laughs> They're sickening. Anyway. I mean, if, if you voted enough. for Donald Trump, you are not a Christian, in my view. Uh, right, in your opinion. You, you, you have the same morals that he has. So don't don't be coming on here and, and being a phony, because that, that's what I think of these guys that call up and can, re- and can repeat all these Bible verses... And they're such goody two shoes, and then they vote for a guy that would that would rob his blind grandmother and send her on the wrong road home. But what do you bring to our show today? <laughs> but you know, not every person that uh, is religious who voted for Donald Trump is uh, <laughs> morally bankrupt. I mean, come on. Well, I think they are. They they're just like him. If you voted for Donald Trump, in my opinion, you are Donald Trump. So well, you're you're just as big he is, as he is a terrible person. He so he's terrible in every every kind of way there is. So would you say your zealotry is anti-Trump? Are you an anti-Trump zealot? Oh my gosh, he is. We don't allow zealotry. Yeah, we have well, to get you off the air Tom. because of, because of the way he is. I don't care whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. He's a terrible. He's a terrible human being. There you go. Well said. All and right. Anybody, and anybody that votes for him. You are just as bad as he is. You're not a Christian, in my view. All right. We got you, Tom. Thank you so much. You said your piece. Right. We really appreciate it. All right. got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels <coughs> Wharf are the two locations. 4th Street, Sunbury, comma, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, period, exclamation point. That's the Kia dealership where you find some super-duper folks over like Ernie and Austin are cranking out them Kias like uh, crazy over there. Alphonse is helping out, uh, too. Or you can go to the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I did. Tell Kyle I ordered another 
F-150 the other weekend. It'll be here in the month or so, and uh, he'll help you out. Or Jeff Clock will fill out the paperwork and make you a very happy customer at the Sunbury Motor Company. But bottom line, uh, it is just a full-service dealership doing volume discounts and trying to get as many happy customers out there as they possibly can, whether they do it on the quick lane, which is the rapid auto repair shop that there is, or if you're talking about uh, shopping for a new vehicle, they can take good care of you. They can do an alignment on any vehicle. they got a master towing service, great big tow trucks and little ones and rollbacks and a fantastic garage and a super parts department. Greg's over there, too, just helping everybody out. It is just a super place to visit. Ford, Hyundai, and Kia are their specialities, but they'll fix anything at the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check out their many services at sunburymotors.com. Al, you squeaked in under the radar. You're on the mark. Go right ahead. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, I told you about the 38 in solitary confinement about three weeks ago. And also, I told you that uh, this would be coming out next, is the vaccination is affecting people's menstrual periods. We had somebody look into that over at your station. And and uh, it was kind of talked about this morning. And now my next prediction is there's been 38 hundred deaths reported from the vaccinations and they usually only do about one percent get reported so maybe the number the number you've noticed 38 38 hundred and i'm predicting probably 38,000 because one call back tomorrow get your stuff ready call back first thing and we'll get okay. you on the radio one thank you all right thank you so much al for calling first thing tomorrow morning al's going to call back we hope anyway Retirement lengthened weekend. Enjoy. See you Tuesday. We're going to have a long weekend. Oh, See you Tuesday. That's right. Yeah, retirement and Memorial Day lengthened weekend. Cindy's 100% right. Avail yourself of uh, any opportunity to salute our fallen men and women in the U.S. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.